you're listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. I am hoping that this time they will get my name right, but probably not. And action! Alright, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is Jimmy. And today we have a guest joining us. You'll recognize her voice as somebody who's joined us before. The wonderful Andrea is joining us. Hello. Hello to you. Our number one fan. Yes. <laughs> Our only fan. Welcome no. back. <laughs> Welcome back. She's the only one listening to this podcast for herself. All right. So uh, we have a, a fun review today. We're going retro review today. So we're we're backing it up a little bit. Not a big blockbuster release this year. In fact, not a big blockbuster release the year it came out even. So James, what is our topic of discussion for today? Rocky, otherwise known as Rocky, if you're <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Hey, hey, it's Rocky. <laughs> yes. The Italian Stallion. The Italian Stallion. Yes, Rocky, 1976, best picture, best director, best film editing winner, nominated for <clears throat> best actor, actress, two supporting actors, best music, gonna fly now. And sound mixing, along with the ones that it won. This is a very interesting, very, uh, very important movie and very well received by most people. So um, we're going to start this off. We're going to talk about it, um, some interesting facts about us seeing the movie and everything today. So our opening thoughts. And James, you're going to start us out because you have a special connection with this film. I do. Thank you very much, Kyle. And Andrea, welcome back. Thank you. Why am I starting the opening thoughts? Well, Rocky, Andrea, and Kyle is my favorite movie of all time across all genres, and I think that everything about it is perfect. Wow. I, I, in thinking about this podcast and preparation for it, I can't find a flow with it. I'm sure you guys will. It'll be a good discussion, but <laughs> um, to, me, to me, Rocky is, it is my favorite movie. It is the greatest movie, in my opinion. We got well, an answer for that one. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. And why? But why? Uh, part of my opening comments. To me, Rocky transcends movies. Mm. Rocky wow. is a movie, technically, but it's... <laughs> technically, technically. Yes, it is a movie. <laughs> Rocky is a movie, but it transcends movies. What, what do I mean by that? Rocky is culturally relevant, right? Highly relevant. True. Right? Preserved in the National Film Registry, Library of Congress. Absolutely. Congress. 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 Hey, you fucked up. Congress. Ah. Yeah. What am I going to do, yeah. you know? Stupidity. Yeah, we've got my slide drawn. Yeah. All right. Congress. It's, it's highly culturally relevant. It is. It has formed part of our national identity, right? Mm. Really? I mean, what At least American... In Philly. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, what American... I, we'll talk about that more in the characters and the story and the setting and all that. It's part of our national identity. And it is just a straight-up classic. Everything about it is iconic, and we'll break that down later when we get it's into the good character word to use. Oh, my God. Somebody take it away. Somebody's excited about this. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Very excited. Andrea, tell us your thoughts. My thoughts on Rocky. I saw it for the first time last week. Wow. And it was actually inspired from the last podcast because <laughs> James made a comment. Oh, you wish she said, yo, Andrea. That's and right. And I was like, I knew what he was talking about, but I didn't know the specifics. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Rocky 
and see what he really meant and if I should really be offended and turn him into HR. No, no, it's Also, Rocky and Wombat's picture, it's iconic. I knew all these yes. things. It's about time I sat down and watched the film. So I watched it for the first time last week and then I watched it again this week to prep for this. Excellent. And um, I enjoyed the film. Yes. I I agree now with <laughs> what you're saying about James. how it's representative of America because it's it is the American dream, right? Absolutely. He's yep. a nobody. He becomes somebody. But even more than that, because you can tie this into say uh, on the waterfront, you know, mm-hmm. which is the guy who's like, I could have been a contender, could have yep. been somebody. Brando. Brando, yeah, which I feel like Stone pulls a lot from, but. Uh yes. <laughs> but <laughs> but on its own, I do love the character development that happens in the story, and I do love the cultural and uh, uh, time period identity that it has, and yeah, I enjoyed it. Kyle, Excellent. You're up, don't don't disappoint me, Kyle. You're up. The first time I watched this film was when I was co- in college and taking a, an introductory boxing class, and I <laughs> I hadn't seen Rocky yet, and I was like, it's the quintessential boxing movie. By that point in my life, I had seen another quintessential boxing movie, Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. And uh, what Raging Bull brings to the table is, um, if anybody's seen it, is uh, Scorsese's masterpiece about um, the uh, the the true Rocky Marciano there is what it's going for and it's kind of what this character is based off of a little bit as well yeah. but um, the gritty realism of everything kind of shot through Scorsese's uh, picturesque cinematography um, but really bring that realism to it and I watched Rocky looking for a uh, another boxing movie to kind of inspire me to go at it and what I found out was that Rocky was not about boxing at all and the yes. and the the <laughs> boxing part of the film, um, when you actually watch it now and watching it through um, through the eyes that I have, the large film background, and in the day and age that we're in now, is that the fight choreography is uh, yeah. is not fantastic, no, and not. <laughs> it is it is hardly uh, an important part of the movie at all. So when I went into it, I walked away disappointed in the boxing part of the movie, but I left with one of my favorite movies uh, as well because I, I do really enjoy this movie. There's a couple things about it that I'll pick apart later on as well, but okay. I think that this film deserves all the credit um, that it receives. I well, let me say something really that's, enjoy that's pretty interesting here is that of the three of us talking in this podcast, right? Mm. I grew up with Rocky. I saw it as a little kid. Um, before I could fully understand certain elements of the story, such as him being a, a leg breaker for a loan shark, right? Or the, the tensions between him and Adrian early on, like getting through, the, getting that relationship to develop. I, I was too young. To, when you're a little kid, you see it, and it's just a triumphant story, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's classic hero overcoming the odds and boxing movie, right? And so I have experienced Rocky since I was a little kid and then as a teenager and now as a somewhat fully grown adult, right? Somewhat mature. <laughs> sure, anyway, I'll give you that. And I find it debatable. I, I, I find it very interesting because now I'm I'm critiquing Rocky with two people who have seen it only as adults, and mm. so and as I highly respected film critics and and <laughs> and great thinkers and great conversation, great friends, and so um, this is interesting to me. You know, like Rocky's always been a favorite of mine. I loved it as a kid again because it's that simple narrative of triumphant, right? Mm. Of of a triumph. And it and was that, yeah, and yeah. That appeals to little kids, but now I'm an adult, and I can I can pick it apart for the elements that we will dissect today, right? And I think the emotion in the movie also stems from the triumph that came in making it. Stallone was trying to make this movie for a long time. The mm-hmm. script 
was being passed around. Nobody wanted to do it. And when they ended up doing it, they shot it in 28 days yeah. for mm-hmm. $1 million. And let's look at the nominees of Best Picture for this year that it won the Academy Award. You have All the President's Men, fantastic movie, very culturally uh, focused on what was happening in the world at that time. Bound for Glory, Network, another satirical, very good film about the state of the world at that time, Mm -hmm. and Taxi Driver with Scorsese on his hot streak going at this. So this was a very competitive film, and say what you want about the Oscars and politics and everything about it, but it triumphed on top of that despite all the adversity. So if that's not a metaphor for the film that it was making or vice versa, then I don't know what is at that point. That so I think sense. that instills part of the emotion in the filmmaking process, getting it done. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that makes sense uh, of what you described of the other movies that were nominated. Uh, they were both hard-hitting and representative of the time period, which didn't seem like very triumphant or happy. And right. here's this movie that is the American dream, and maybe that's what the people needed. Maybe it was. So let's break it down a little bit. Let's uh, let's dissect it and let's analyze it and let's uh, let's go at this. It's your favorite movie. I'm sure you got a lot to say. Andrea just saw it. She's got a lot to say about it. I love it. So let's talk about it. So where do we start? What's the best thing about this movie? I think we can probably agree on one thing here. Well, it has to be the characters, right? Exactly. It has to be the characters. How about I'll I'll introduce it and we'll let Andrea jump in. Because I don't have much to say about the characters because I'm very biased. I just think they're all perfect. Um, <laughs> no, I really do. Well, Rocky and Adrian. And then Paulie is the, the B character in their storyline. Uh, Apollo and Mick. Gazzo even, right? The, the loan shark. Mm-hmm. Everybody, it's like lightning in a bottle. To me, every single character is perfect. I don't want to go into the nuances because I know Andrea has really great comments on, on each of these characters. Um, but in a movie that's called Rocky and it's based on the character and there's one, main, there's one protagonist... Um, the characters carry this movie, and it's it's perfect. It's beautiful. Andrea, what do you think? Well, can I ask a question first? Sure. Uh, you guys might have noticed that uh, James has a New York East Coast accent. What? Yeah. Wait and a minute. <laughs> Hang on. Say something, James. <laughs> well, let me actually, yeah, go to your question. Oh, then geez. I have a comment okay. about that. Well, yeah, he does have yeah. that. And I, I wanted to know your perspective of the characters. Are they representative of characters that are common? Are they stereotypes of East Coast characters of that um, economic uh, level? I, when I watched this movie, even as a little kid, they all registered me as perfectly normal. If, wow. Right? If you're from the Midwest like Kyle is or you're from the West Coast like Andrea, I'm sure you, these characters are, are maybe they have a, a feeling of exaggeration about them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, wow, mm-hmm. their accents are so strong. As you, when you, when I grew up, I don't imitate Rocky. Like, Kyle loves to imitate Rocky, right? What are you talking about? Yeah. Everybody, Everybody loves to imitate Rocky. I, to me, it wasn't, that wasn't a thing growing up. Like, whoa, these characters are from a different planet. They were, yes, to me, they're very real. And in fact, it if I can... Jed down the street, your yeah, neighbor. If I can continue <laughs> that point... oranges from that guy. It's funny, and this is why Rocky does, in fact, transcend so many... Um, it transcends movies in general, is because when I finally left New York for the first time, and I went down to Florida to study, right, most people's stereotypical let's make fun of an east coast person is to do like a yo 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 rocky style accent right <laughs> and so that for the longest time was the the standard bearer of of stupidity right for east coast people or for ignorance or a lack of education and so i would sit in my college classes totally kicking ass i'm, I'm a really good student <laughs> 
believe it or not. He's not modest either. <laughs> no. And I would answer questions in my accent, and people would make fun of me. And I would play basketball against people from the South, and they would make fun of my accent. It always gravitated towards a very rocky It always led up with, yo, 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 and this, dude, dude, dude. And the funny thing is, I'm not even Italian. And your people just assume that, oh, you're like Rocky, you're like this Italian guy from New York. No, like, it's just the way we carry ourselves. It's That's an accent, awesome. you know, it's, it's completely, it's great. I love it, I love it. I love it. The just, most surprising I, part of that story was that he said he went to Florida to study. <laughs> hey, that's, that's that's a different story. All right, Andrea, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I loved the characters. Mm. I loved, uh, they had such detail to each and every one, and it's not like there's just three characters and they're super in-depth. Um, there's a bunch of little things that I loved about the characters. If you guys let me do yes, my laundry please. list. Okay. We shall. About Rocky. I love that when you're first introduced to Rocky, he's the animal lover. And it's not just a way for him to get to know Adrian. He genuinely loves animals, and I love the way he talks about oh, them. Pet turtle. Yes. Cuff and Link, too. <laughs> yeah, got two. two turtles. He got a fish, and at the end, he gets a dog. And I love his interaction with the dog. Mm -hmm. He said, well, I forget what the dog's name is. Like, Brutus? Buckus. 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 <laughs> it's so adorable. Cuff, Cuff Link, and Buckus. Yeah. <laughs> So cute. You can tell I've seen this a few times. And I also love uh, the detail of when he's asking the, his loan shark, or his boss, mm -hmm. you know, how, does, how, do you, how do you spell El Rio? And he has to put on his grandma glasses to see, <laughs> like, where did he get those? Yeah. What is, I mean, I understand. The detail is exquisite. It really is. In every aspect. And um, what else, what else, what else? Um, well, here, let me piggyback on the, on okay, the exquisite ahead, little detail. You guys may not notice this, but as Rocky walks down the street sometimes, he bounces a handball. Yeah, yeah what is that about? It's about playing handball. It's about playing handball. On the East Coast, that's what it's about. Handball is not very popular outside of the East Coast of the <clears> United <throat> States, but handball is a popular sport. It's like racquetball against the wall, but you smack the ball with your hand. Mm -hmm. And he has one in his pocket ready to go, and as he walks down the street, he bounces it around. I tried Beautiful. that once. It was the no worst idea. experience You didn't ever. know what he was doing? Like, no, um, I thought he was just trying to get his so reflexes much. up for boxing. Well, I mean, that too, you know. That, it's yeah, a hand strength, squeezing the ball and everything. But, uh, I mean, it's... I'm so glad you noticed that because I love yeah. little things like that. All right, keep going. This All is right. great. Um, let's see. And the Lone Shark, I love that he has asthma and he has to use an inhaler. <laughs> I love that he's like the gangster with the heart of gold. He lends Rocky $500 when he's... Uh, gets you know nominated to fight. He shows up to the ring, is cheering him on. He's not just like sitting back, smoking a cigar with his woman. They're like both cheering, like yeah, mm -hmm. Rocky. Like they really do support him. Mm -hmm. um, who else? What else? What else? Um, I do just as a filmmaking standpoint, it's really interesting because when you get low budget films, one of the things that you do see a lot of is attention to details that you can control. So things like big settings and big um, kind of event things don't happen. So you have to, you're almost like forced to focus on the characterizations and those little details that you can't control when you can borrow the, I don't know, set dresser's glasses for a scene or something. Uh, not what they did, but I mean, it comes down to those little things that you can control and those make these films and make these characters and make Absolutely. it really interesting to watch. Yeah. Uh Sorry if I keep... Just, I, no, keep going, keep going. Um, Air it out. Air the laundry <laughs> out. I love, I love uh, the line about Adrian. Uh, where, gosh, where is it? She's not retarded. She's shy. <laughs> I loved as a shy person. Uh, that was great. Take it to the zoo. And, <laughs> take it to the zoo. Oh, boy. Oh, I was thinking about the loan shark. You kind of know that he's not that good of a loan shark because he can't afford to keep a, a driver that can't shut up. 
Because, you know, <laughs> if you can have the money, you can pay someone who will shut their mouth. Well, even even Mickey knows. He calls him a two-bit loan shark. He yeah, doesn't instill true. fear in the community. He's a, he's <laughs> yeah. a little bit of a joke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, and I love uh, with Adrienne how they show her progression through her clothing. Absolutely. Of how she blossoms as, uh, as mm-hmm. an individual and gives her own identity, stands up to her brother, which leads me to Polly, right, mm. her brother, who uh, Rocky describes him as, you know, he, what does he say? He has a good heart, but he's a hard, he's a hard man, but he has a good heart, something like that. He's a... I don't remember exactly, but... I don't remember what But yeah, ultimately he's aggressive, mm-hmm. right? And I also love the detail of um, his <laughs> progression, right, when he gets the money at the end for uh, putting that advertisement on the back of Rocky's robe. Yep. And he shows yeah. up to the fight with that bit nice flashy suit. Yep. And mm-hmm. the guy grabs him on the ring and he's like, ah, don't break the clothes, don't break the jacket. <laughs> you know what I mean? So much to him. But even like the, t- the type of alcohol he drinks, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, it's above a plastic bottle, but it's still like the lowest grade of yep. whiskey or whatever. Um, and I loved uh, Mickey. The mm-hmm. the coach, oh, yeah. uh, the manager. So I'm going to piggyback off of that right Go there, ahead. talking about the characters, because um, what this boils down to, um, in a very realistic way, is a fairy tale. You know, it is about the American dream, but these are all of the. It's like the perfect storm of these are the most interesting people all coming together, doing the most interesting, unusual. This would never happen in real life, but is happening in this movie thing. But they they have designed the characters and they've designed the plot and everything so that it does feel pretty realistic, especially when you live on the East Coast and you say like you you know these people and yeah, everything. Yeah, drunk uncle or whatever it has to be. Because yeah. they seem like exaggerations at first glance, and they are in this kind of fairy tale setting. But the level of care and attention to taking care of those fairy tale characters and letting them move through this movie was brilliant and really brought out all those different aspects and allowed the movie to play in a big way and be exaggerated, mm-hmm. you know. It, it is a little exaggerated, but in a way that's with so much care taken to it that in the end, it it does feel very true. Like, this is something that could have happened, and you, you could never make this up, you know. It's something you couldn't make up, but um, really interesting point just from the character perspective of that. How about the acting between Paulie and Adrian when they get into that huge fight, right? Yeah. And, oh, what a powerful scene when she yells at him and mm-hmm. she essentially confronts the fact that her life has been used, if you will, on taking care of him and, oh, my God, just outstanding acting all around. Yeah, yeah that was a fantastic scene, one of the best. Yeah, Oof. Yeah, and that was definitely one of the scenes that had high emotion that I felt the director was appropriate with it. Like, the kind of, I thought it was a little silly when there's a triumphant scene when Rocky finally gets to the top of the stairs and he's not out of breath, and it's, like, <laughs> slow-mo, and he's like, yeah, and he has that, Classic. that like, sloth face from the Goonies, <laughs> and it's just, like, in slow-mo, so it's even worse. And I was like, that's a bit heavy-handed. Yes. So that brings me to the next point that I wanted to say about it, which was that this film is absolutely a product of the time it was made yes, as well. Yes, yes. It, you you have to look at it when you're watching it in all respects, from the filmmaking, from the design, from the music and everything, as a, a period piece, basically. You, you have to view it through those lenses because... It, it absolutely could not have been made the same way today and wouldn't pull the same weight if people didn't have the connotations and that iconic, you know, sense with it. You you have to have 
1976 goggles on to fully appreciate every aspect of it that that may seem a little bit silly now Mm -hmm. the running montage and the the goofy goofy lyrics and the songs and everything i mean it's great but it's definitely a product of that time period well let's let's talk about the time period let's talk about the place the setting right yes um also on my my list of iconic components of this movie is the setting itself right mm-hmm. Kyle and, and Andrea just mentioned you know running through the streets and your your light gray sweats with you know <laughs> and leaping for glory at the top it says well let's talk about the setting I mean we here we are in Philadelphia the city of brotherly love right and yet people are down in their luck like times are tough he yeah. runs past burning garbage cans the the guys on the corner singing acapella like right at the <laughs> beginning how classic is that yeah uh, a cold it's cold it's winter time right Mm-hmm. The city is cold. It's a tough. It's 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 tough to get through a day, and much less four a.m. training bouts and stuff like that. But there's opportunity. It's the city of brotherly love. Like he ascends, um, the 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 setting becomes just as important to the movie as almost anything else. Yeah, those stairs early in the movie, the first time he tries to climb, what happens? He just ke- almost keels over. He's holding his side, and yeah. he's out. There's no music for sure. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like this is a triumphant. This was anyway. not a not a horn section worthy scene <laughs> in the film. <laughs> but by the end, he's leaping out of joy and happiness and triumph. He's running really fast. Uh, the music is crescendoing, if that's mm-hmm. the pr- appropriate use of that is word. Inappropriate. I mean, think about it. The 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 city is a character in the movie, and. This is it's become historically relevant. There are stat there's a statue of Rocky that for really? depending yeah, depending on the time frame was oh, positioned yeah. right at the top of those stairs, exactly where he finished, but then at the Philadelphia Spectrum, which is a sports arena, and then famously moved back to the Philadelphia Museum of Art, right at the same spot, and now it sits at the base of the stairs. Hmm. And people come from all <laughs> over the world to take pictures they of do. people. Go to Philadelphia, I've gone there many times, and you'll see the first thing everybody does is they run up the steps. Yeah. People do this by the dozens. People take their wedding photos there. There's a little plaque on the ground where he, with outlines of the Converse sneaker bottom to make it look like he stepped mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's so <laughs> I, it's so beautiful. Everything about it is just absolutely marvelous as far as I'm concerned. Maybe a little bit borderline obsessive for some people, but <laughs> but it shows you the the dedication with that as well. That it really hits home with a lot of people. They enjoy that film enough to and that idea enough to go and do that. And with any great novel, you know, every aspect of the films and with movies um, and everything, down to the weather of the scenes. And you know, every time it's a rom com and if we can backtrack here a little bit and everything's mm-hmm getting sad you know the rain starts cliche right it's 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 just there and so yeah the the setting absolutely and those hard times overcoming that um it's what it's all about in the screenplay world well you know it's interesting that you mentioned the 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 trash can that was on fire Mm -hmm. right i saw there was a bunch of young people hanging around it so i grew up in the suburbs i grew up on the west coast so i thought when i saw that i was like oh that's not what must young people do in the city like we, I have, we had bonfires on the beach oh, right no. so I thought maybe young people light a, light a fire in the trash can because it's cold and they sing and they have a good time that's, that's no, having a good a, time because they're drinking too right it's not a young people thing it's a it's you're a, out on the street that's late a sad night. people it's, thing. it's, it's like, an illegal like thing like they don't have yeah. home well maybe not all of them but oh Anyway, it's definitely not a young people like, you know, talking about like with an acoustic guitar and sitting in the sand and sharing their first kisses. It's fucking because times are tough and you got to stay warm. Oh, that's good. Okay. All right, but like, my last thing about <laughs> this, the, set, the setting is Sorry, that um, on that same exact point, you know, talking about 
a trash can fire, the singing group on the street corner. I think, I hope you guys would agree with me, almost every single establishing shot in this movie is absolutely brilliant, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The long shots of, of Rocky walking past the industrial yards, right? Mm-hmm. His walks home with the young girl or by himself bouncing the ball um, in the meat locker training. When he goes to the, to the arena the night before the fight and it's completely empty, every establishing shot, the, the cinematography his apartment. is his apartment. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Anybody want to take it from there? Well, I mean, the, that goes back to the, you know, the set dressing and everything you can take care of in a scene, you know, mm-hmm. you're taking care of. And um, the director, um, Avildsen, who directed uh, Joe with Peter Boyle, I don't know if you've seen that film, I'm going to say no for you, um, <laughs> but also The Karate Kid as well. Um, it, yes. <laughs> it's a good movie. It, I mean, it's almost, a, it's a very similar movie oh, yeah. to what we're talking about oh, as yeah. well yeah, yeah. In, in terms of the depth of the characters and everything, a lot of attention to details and focus taken. So the director does a really good job working with um, Stallone's writing on it to take care of those little details. And in talking about the talent that's behind this movie for a little bit, all the actors and actresses and director and everything, uh, Stallone sometimes now gets... Uh, the cliche joke um, situation. I mean, I've been doing it the whole time we've been doing this podcast, basically. But um, for all of that, this is a phenomenal movie that uh, he wrote and phenomenally acted on everybody's part. There's no kinks anywhere in the acting department in the film. There's Nothing seems out of place. No, no scenes seem odd or distracted. Mm-hmm. The, the sheer talent going into the film... Um, does not reflect the budgetary needs that uh, it had. Well, let's talk. Let's talk story for a second. Yeah, let's I'll bring do up it. some some of the the main points of the story, and then I want to get to a lot of Andrea's little things, as Andrea. we call them. <laughs> Whoops. That's okay. Andrea, I get it right all the other times. We work together. <laughs> screws up all the actors' names. Yeah. Well, so um, the story it. itself. Let, let's talk a little bit about the story quickly, but then I really want to get to your little things. He's going to start calling some... you Adrian by the end. Of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's going to be. All right. <laughs> Story. Why is it so classic? Classic underdog, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic mm-hmm. underdog story. Rags to riches. Mm-hmm. Although you don't really see him get rich technically until Rocky Two, mm-hmm. but whatever. The legacy. Which classic. I have not seen any of the sequels. Right. Don't I worry do about the sequels. We're, we're, we're going to isolate Rocky. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. Rags. Classic underdog. Rags to riches. Story. Resilience. Mm-hmm. Determination. And a love story. Mm-hmm. All in one. And Kyle, we've talked a lot in previous podcasts how it's difficult to balance all those things, right? Right. How does, Very, it do, how does it do in this one? I think it does a great job balancing all of those. I, I really... Yeah. The Kyle stamp. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it uh, just does a fantastic job of putting all that together. And I think that a good screenplay starts and ends with the characters. So when you build exactly. it and you interact with them in that way, it doesn't hurt that, I mean, the movie's falling back on an age-old story. You know, it's nothing new. It's just in a unique, metaphorical way with some really interesting people that make you a list of the emotions that come with this type of uh, this type of story. So, Andrea, little things. Please. The little things. Yeah, that you got a I bunch of them. I can't wait. I mean, a lot of it had to do with the characters, right? The Rocky being an animal lover, etc. Uh, let's see what we got. Um, I like how he says, "You can always tell a creep." He's t- telling that to Adrian, right? Do you have someone to walk you home tonight? There's creeps out there. You can always tell a creep. And then, every like, line that anybody says is exactly what they would say. It's yeah. just perfectly manifested. Got a lot of creeps out there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like two scenes later, he's trying to help the girl out. Like, oh, you don't want to hang out with guys like that. 
you want to be that kind of girl, blah, blah, blah. And then she calls him a creep. He's like, oh, you creepo. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Screw you, creepo. <laughs> that's how she says goodnight to him. Oh, my God. And I love that the That was way... a really good uh, Talia Shire impression, <laughs> by the way. No, that was the really, young girl. That, really wasn't, like... that wasn't Adrian. Oh, okay. It's the young yeah, girl that he walks home. Well, that was she, a, yeah. she Adrian would never say really that good him. female impression. Right, you. <laughs> yeah. And I love how he handles that. He's like, yeah, who are you to give advice, you know? Cause he gets hurt by that. He is yeah. hurt. And all he says that about the TV, too. He's like, you know how I said the TV didn't bother me? Well, it did. And I was like, <laughs> That's oh, right, when he's walking away. Sharing so his good. emotions. Oh, God, there's such good emotions in this movie. Um, let's bring up Carl Withers. I loved Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers is 99% of the reason I love this movie. I'm just going to put that on. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't get to talk about him in the he character development. He is fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Apollo Creed, the businessman. Oh, I just love that. You know what I like about you guys? You're thinkers, not stinkers. <laughs> That's Apollo Creed, right? Fantastic right. line. Keep going. Keep Fantastic going. line. I love that they go ice skating and it's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. My first date was actually ice skating, so I was just like, oh, A little connection there. It was, it was. I love that he calls them a couple of coconuts. She's shy and he's dumb. <laughs> I love that when he takes her... To his house, all he has to offer are donuts and cupcakes. Donuts and cupcakes, yep. oh, yeah. I love how he says, I got a lot of exotic animals in here, even though she sold them to him. Yes. Which he reminds him of. Yes. <laughs> um, how about the way he calls uh, Paulie, opens up the window, and oh, just yeah, yells yeah. out the window. I, oh, I love it. I yeah, because she's nervous. And I give her full credit for being nervous. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, she doesn't know this man, and good God. And that brings me to um, a point that I'm going to say is a criticism or critique of the film. Um, first. If, if we can, first. If we can dissect this any part be, of it. This could be blasphemous. But no, it's, it's, I mean, it's a product of the movie itself, but um, the, the only female presence in the movie um, is under the fairy tale uh, situation of being saved by oh, I know. by Rocky. And that's the exact criticism I have. Does it pass the, the Bechdel test? No, it does not. No, it does not. <laughs> she talks so, to no women. So that is uh, uh, of all the things about it. The and she is a great character in the film. Very well designed and well rounded, but it does paint that. A stereotypical portrait that you know the women need to be saved from her drunk uh, brother and everything. And she stood up to him herself. Well, I was about to say you can make the argument that she saved herself, right? To yeah. a certain extent. Only no? after you know being being saved by Rocky and being built up to who she is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just say that the the female presence of this movie, while really strong from Talia Shire herself and acting very well in the situation, is limited and does have that archaic uh savior nature i completely agree i was actually the first thing i said to james when i saw the movie i was like why does adrian have to take off her glasses to be pretty (laughs) (laughs) and then that stereotype continued (laughs) till the walls around our society came down (laughs) the the girl takes off her glasses it becomes well see i we argued about this and i didn't i thought the scene was less about making her pretty and more about Figuratively taking her layers away, taking away the obstacles to getting to know Rocky. Peeling the onion. Kind of, right? Twenty-five degrees. I don't want to call it like that. Middle of winter in Philadelphia. Of course, she's wearing a lot of layers. Yeah, but the the hat and it's all too much when they get inside. He's down to like a wife beater, so clearly the heater works. Which I didn't think was necessary. (laughs) I didn't think because she wasn't sweating. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've studied this movie, so I'm ready. (laughs) Part of the 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 um. The genius of that scene is you don't know whether Rocky is trustworthy yet because yes. why? He's an intimidating presence. 
when he puts his two big arms up on the pipe that yeah. is it mm-hmm. his muscles are huge he's wearing a, like a yellow stained wife beater his couch is punctured full of holes so yeah. you don't blame adrian for staying in the corner near the entrance no we know rocky is a little bit um we know he's got a kind heart we've seen him in the movie so far have pity on on low lives and stuff like that but holy cow from adrian's standpoint this is an intimidating scene and she's probably like her first you know, she said it's her first time her being first in time. a man's apartment. And so that's why I think that seat is so brilliant because suddenly it, it it's become there's risk, right? It's a slightly dangerous situation, you know? It is. That's and when it finally happens, valid. it's it's nice even, right? Or there's still like a little bit of aggression there even because they're up against the wall and they slump down to the floor. Wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, <laughs> I felt like the whole time I was afraid until... He asked her if he could kiss yes. her, and she mm-hmm. said she can if she doesn't want to, she doesn't have to. Yes. And I was like, okay, Rocky's yeah. an all right guy. And no, then she lets him kiss him, and then definitely. Fine. And in all of those respects, and everything you said is valid, James. I think interpreting in that direction is um, is fine and and makes sense. Um, and yeah, it was totally dangerous and totally guarded, and mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense with these characters. And I think that's why forgiveness on that um that front of the the lack of the feminist view here well, um, it's dangerous for anybody in any persist character. right it is and it, <laughs> and it would totally be uh, sensical in this situation so my criticism comes with this being this type of film and this type of story in 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 this view okay so with your with your perfection then i must ask you the question of do you think without rocky courting the girl would she have overcome her own struggles <laughs> would she have transcended out of who she was and gone on to be the independent strong woman that she was since that's my my critique of the film from this perspective oh wow um probably not you know what what would be her next best option become roommates with the lady that ran the pet store with her like run I out on family owned for whatever reason. run out on paulie in a in a after a really bad fight and then just seek shelter in the next most comfortable spot the lady she works with i don't know so i i no can <laughs> so i can see the male savior uh situation <laughs> definitely stands on this however when if we think of them as two forgotten shy down on their luck people and not gender type them and just look at that situation and then about what you were talking about, Andrea, with bringing the best out of each other and overcoming their obstacles. Right. What else you got, Andrea? Oh, you want me to keep going? Because yeah. I could go on more about Adrian and those glasses. Because that really <laughs> upsets me. Because she never put them back on. Did her vision magically get better? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm okay with <laughs> no. not being able to see anymore no. as long as I got my big strong Rocky with yeah, me to right? help out. Well, that's the thing. It's like you're seeing eye dog after this. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the real fuck? The Italian seeing eye dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so there's, yes, that is that criticism, and I'm mad about that. But at the same time, I don't think that Rocky saves her, necessarily. Because the story isn't about him saving her. Really, their love comes, because, right, they don't say I love you till the very end. Mm-hmm. And why do they do that? Because she stands up to her brother, stands up for herself, becomes independent, takes a stand. He goes all rounds can stand himself at you know he can stand up at the end mm-hmm. he did it he achieved what he wanted to do he wasn't a nobody anymore he didn't waste anything he did it 
both of them love themselves and thus can love each other. That's a good point. You are a thinker, not a stinker. That is, <laughs> that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. That is brilliant. Keep that, going. Keep that's going. That's what keep I going. think about that. No, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, keep going. Um, but you know, I'm giving them. I'm giving them a lot of credit. You are, for <laughs> sure. Deserved. Oh, uh, what else? Oh gosh, you know, you love that emotional scene between uh, Polly and Adrian. I love the emotional scene between Rocky and Mickey in his apartment. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we need to talk about that. Because I also thought it was really well shot in that you only see Mickey's reaction as Rocky is just emotionally going through it. His catharsis of like, where were you 10 years ago? I, you know, this place stinks. I stink. Like his whole, his where even where he lives is representative of who he is mm-hmm. and like what he thinks about himself. Yeah. And, um, and it's just an important, it's so important why he chases after him because it's in that moment that Rocky finally just gets over it. Gets mm-hmm. over it and realizes he deserves this. He needs this. This guy is actually reaching out and take it. Take it. And we know Rocky. We yeah. know him a lot at that point. So yeah. it's good to focus on your other characters that you're building around in those situations. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Well, you bring up a good point. The fact that the scene is split essentially into Mick being by himself because Rocky goes into the, the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a scene where you only see Rocky, and he's venting when Mick is already out the door, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. They're both allowed, essentially, center stage, almost theatrical, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, because in the and beginning... And it culminates with him chasing him down the block. Yeah. And again, in beautifully set, <laughs> one frame, the whole street is in the frame with lighting, mm-hmm. shadows, and he mm-hmm. chases after him. They hug. No words. Light music. Just... <sighs> Can we watch it right now? <laughs> Let's bridge a gap right here okay. and talk right. about the music for a second. Oh, yeah. Because if we're going to talk about oh. iconic, then the uh, the whole score to the movie and all of the the cheesy 70s songs and everything. They're so good. They're so good and, like, so, so schmaltz and so wonderful. <laughs> but they fit perfectly in this scenario as well, and I think that also comes with, you know, this being its, its – place in time and history it's it's stuck there but but it transcends time it it does it does in the metaphor of the whole situation (laughs) yes it absolutely does yeah so i thought the music was brilliant bill conti uh wrote the music for this film Mm -hmm. fantastic uh on all fronts and perfectly plays into each scenario from the opening of the movie to the final scene everything is perfectly matched to what's going on in the movie i even know all the lyrics to the song that the that the guys sing at the beginning around the trash can that's i oh, shan't oh, sing that it for song. you oh that song okay. i shan't but... i thought you knew the whole words of the rocky theme and i was like wow well that's the rocky theme technically doesn't have any words that's just straight you know what about the bar like getting strong well yeah how many lyrics of that if you can't memorize that then you're Dumber than Rocky's getting strong turtles, now. You know? Oh, getting strong Won't now. Won't be long, long now. now. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Cuff and Link could sing it. Yeah, they could. So, anything else? And what better for? pet for uh, him to have than a turtle? Yeah. That was just perfect. They were cute. Perfectly working on his his level of speed yeah. at the beginning oh, of the movie. I love that. I love that little moment where he's like, "Oh yeah, I remember I used to have a mountain in here, but they kept climbing on top and falling over and flipping over, so I had to take that out." And I was just like, <laughs> "I love the little details." The little details. Great, yeah. great, great. Hey, um, Kyle, what do you have to say about this movie's legacy? I think you mentioned that you wanted to get into the legacy. So, yeah, just real quick. In looking, we've talked about how iconic the film is and the character has become. Um, and I think the second one as a sequel to the film 
does some good things. It also does some bad things. Um, definitely, Rocky is the pedestal that everything is nowhere near. Um, right. But it does, unfortunately, devolve later on into the most stereotypical, cartoonish kind of money grab situation. But, <laughs> and I mean, at that point, what can you expect when you're, like, going after that, you know? It, yeah. The first one is so inspired and so from him and then the demand for everything it's supply and demand mm-hmm. people wanted more mm-hmm. of this character and i don't know had you left it at the first film would it be the phenomenon sensation that it is to this day maybe not and that's maybe a good not point because i'll tell you what it was made in 1976 before i was born actually mm-hmm. still <laughs> movies coming out <laughs> um and so for a lot of people the later rockies that were released in the 80s like rocky 3 with mr they t paint the rocky picture. 4 with yeah. ivan drago they hooked young people mm-hmm. like me in to go back and then loop right. around to see the original excellent point Kyle. yeah yeah so it's, it's sad we... <laughs> though because the first one you didn't need any other sequels i mean much like the Indiana Jones trilogy. Sorry, Andrea, bringing up Indiana Jones again. Um, you had the you had the perfect ending to a story, and then you kind of fuck it up, right? Like, Rocky has the perfect ending. Apollo right. doesn't want the rematch because he wouldn't be able to probably handle it, right? Mm-hmm. He, he might lose. Yeah. Rocky doesn't need the rematch. Yeah. He's been vin- because he's in his own eyes. He's yeah. won. He's oh, won. God. What a perfect, beautiful ending. He's won. He has he has love. He has victory. He has a purpose in that. Okay, and we've so so since we're doing a review, maybe somebody hasn't seen the movie yet. So, oh, yeah. so, so wait, no, 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 no. So wait, so spoiler alert for a second. He doesn't win when we get to he the end win. of the fight. Yeah, he didn't and, need to win. Uh, and a lot of people, when they I haven't seen this, assume he they won. He wins, yeah. Since it's like the big phenomenon, they think it's cliched and stuff. He loses by split decision in the end. But I mean, when we're looking at it metaphorically, obviously he wins. He wins. Yep. Gets. And he, even he that got is what he wanted. exactly that even that is handled. Wanted. That's handled so well in the movie mm-hmm. because the announcement takes back seat. Like nobody Rocky, cares. Nobody about cares. Apollo Rocky Creed. and Adrian finding each other in the crowd is mm-hmm. is the main focus of that final two three minutes, whatever it is. And the announcement is just sort of happening in the background. Even Apollo's celebration is like nobody briefly cares. caught in the periphery. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. goodbye. And that's handled good. So well, that's no? good direction. Good. That's it's beautiful. like that. The picture of. Ali that's famous, like, standing over his opponent. It's, like, one second of the whole scene that you can snapshot and take out of context, and it paints the whole story. You could take so many scenes out of this movie due to good direction and good screenplay, and they tell so much of the story itself, and that last picturesque scene is so good. You could see him off to the side, you know, celebrating. Nobody's paying attention Nobody cares. Everybody's focused on them. The announcer's calling him out. Nobody's paying attention and everything. And you could take that image, no words, no context, and you could understand it out and paint the whole picture And itself. the final, again, it, it's, it's <clears throat> cheesy and very few movies can pull off, but the final line of the movie is, I love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got some Frank Capra-esque exaggeration and schmaltz on top of it, but... Without the writing and without the great characterization and acting, it would seem a little bit confused and over the top. But I don't think that it is now with with all the pieces in place. Um, the story and every You could handle this in a very different way if you were a, a different director doing this. So it's good that they paid a lot of attention and put some due diligence in the, geez, 28 days they made the movie in. Yeah. Hope there was some solid pre-production there, or else they're really 
batting a thousand, pulling off a miracle yeah, on that right. one. So uh, uh, let's go to a kind of final thoughts situation here oh, um, while we're butting up on like 45 minutes yeah, of talking. Yeah, this has been an exercise. So let's go to some final thoughts here um, with the movie itself. James, you love the movie and everything. Um, so just give a closing thoughts about the film. My closing thoughts. <clears throat> it is, uh, to repeat, my favorite movie of all time across all genres. Uh, it transcends what it even means to be a movie, and I find it to be perfect. I'm done. Near flawless movie in in execution, in the casting, acting, writing, legacy department. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, I was really impressed by the emotion of the film. I was impressed by the character development. Pretty much my two favorite things about movies, and. Uh, the music and it was I was inspired I'll say that I was inspired I actually started exercising and all this stuff I actually started doing it when I saw the scene where he was like yeah did you drink eggs no <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going that far with it no but I literally thought to myself gosh if Rocky can do it I can get up and start exercising yes. I thought that legacy I thought that it lives on yeah it'd be interesting to know if the sequels never got made if there'd be statues of Rocky you know standing out there who knows I think that with the strength that it has if people looked at it objectively now and it didn't have I mean you don't have anything to base it off of besides the hype that is Rocky yes. so just Watching the movie, you've got a really strong and high opinion of it. Um, I have a really strong and high opinion of it. I went and watched all the sequels. Oof. Every single <laughs> Even one. Even the newest one? Even the newest one. Why? Because I had to. They're I all on Netflix. the first one. <laughs> <laughs> They're not good. Two is the closest, but I think it, it taints the story a little bit for it me. Does. Is Adrian in all of them? No. Up until number four. Yeah. She's not in the fifth She's one. She's not. And not in the sixth one. Does she die? In the sixth one, they explain that she, yeah. Oh, that's right? sad. It is. It, yeah, that's why. Well, I'm glad it was that. Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert. If anybody was going to watch Rocky oh, Six. You shouldn't have asked. You haven't seen any of the sequels. You I don't want to see if you want to see any part of the sequels, just go and watch some clip show on YouTube about best Rocky sequel moments, and you'll yeah, see it, Ivan Drago. Uh, it becomes a video game. <laughs> <laughs> the Russian. Uh, what did I say earlier juggernaut. to you? Oh yeah. yeah. If you want to dance, you gotta pay the bank. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Rocky. Yes. So uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if there's any critiques that we missed, any things you think uh, about the movie are great. Uh, loudontheset at gmail.com. Send us some mail. Uh, check us out on iTunes and YouTube. Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. Thank you so much for joining us again. Andrea. <laughs> Yo, Andrea. That's what we're going to say from now on. And you'll understand. Excellent. So if you haven't seen Rocky, go out and see it. Send us some mail. Loudontheset at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, thank you again, Andrea, um, and see some great movies like Rocky, and have a wonderful time. See you later. And cut.